Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Wednesday, the twelfth of July. My name is Ben, and on the line it is Andrew. How are you, mate? I'm very good. Long time no speak. It's been a, it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, I was uh, I was on holiday. You've been uh, you've been to the the capital twice, I think, haven't you? Been, been to the capital twice. Yeah, been to Liverpool. Been all over the place, and um, I'm a bit out of the loop with United. And I think you're the same because I know you've obviously been on holiday yourself, as you said. Mm. Um, and I'm a little bit. Um, sort of, I've come back and everyone's leaving, and <laughs> um, and we're signing players I've never heard of. So yeah, it's probably time for a catch up, isn't it? Well, that's it. Yes, catch up is the word I'm going to use here. So this is, yeah, this is. I, I guess some of this is going to be for my own benefit. I think doing this podcast because just, just like <laughs> just get my head back in the uh, in the zone a little bit. So get back in the game. Exactly. So I, I apologise to listeners in advance are expecting some. You know, great insight here. This might be a little bit, a bit waffly, a bit, a bit rambly, but we're not going to take too long on it. Um, one of the, 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 I think there's quite convenient timing. There is uh, one month today, twelfth of August, we kick mm. off the Premier League season against Crystal Palace. So one month to go, and uh, there's not much happening that's good about United at the moment. <laughs> like, you know, no. this. Uh, so as you mentioned, this, we haven't signed anyone yet, obviously. Um, although it does sound like uh, one of those players will be signed uh, in the next couple of days. I think it's is it Benny Traore? Is, is uh, well, I think Sulmani will be signed in the next couple of days. I think Traore, by the sounds of it, Traore is a done deal, but we're waiting for international clearance due to his visa and stuff. So that possibly be next. I don't know how these yeah. things were, but I imagine next week or something. But I think they're pretty much in the bag. Those two. Yeah, so we'll hold thoughts on those two players till they've actually signed. Because I'm remembering uh, when was that transfer window where we were like we were going to sign like three players from overseas, and then one failed his medical, another one was like we didn't have oh. the clearance for him. You know, it's like Kalado well, guy. Slav, yeah, uh, yeah, I, probably I, Slav, people, yeah. People keep uh, sharing Fabrizio Romario, whatever he's called. I never, I don't know his name. Fabrizio Ravanelli, uh, the. Uh, the <laughs> The, the guys broke the end eye news and um, saying, "Oh, these, these are all the times you were wrong about." I think it was Colorado, something from Barcelona, and, and some other guy from. I'm sure that were his name from I think Barcelona. It was, it was Collado or Colorado. Yeah. Collado, whatever. Well, Colorado uh, is close enough. I guess. Colorado and some other guy beginning with K from Parma. They were all like done deals, and obviously they never happened. So people are clinging on to that. But I, from what I can gather, they probably were done deals. But as you said, international clearances and what have you, yeah. deals fall through at the last minute. So uh, yeah, they do. Um, so we'll not talk about those two players. Um, but yeah, we we probably should talk about Enjai, shouldn't we? Because that's obviously dominating the news cycle right now. Um, it sounds like he's off. Uh, what's it does. N- what's not clear is whether that this is now or no. Actually, it probably is now. Is what's being discussed, isn't it? Because um, the reporting around it is uh, personal terms agreed with Marseille by the looks of things, and now it's down to Marseille to uh, agree a fee for him. Which, yeah, when I first saw this, I was like, okay, well, fine. Maybe they're just discussing for when his contract ends next season. Um, yeah, but no, it does actually sound like there's a realistic possibility that Illumin and Jai is not going to be playing for us next season and that depresses the hell out of me that is like it, yeah. yeah that that is real um you know that just moves me into like what is even the point of next season like, what, what do you think the thing i mean if we're going to leave anyway um whatever this season or next season really I, 
As it stands, I don't think he'd be the difference between us staying up and not staying up because I don't think we're good enough. To be honest, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. and We'll see what, how the squad ends up, obviously, um, when all the signings comes in. But I think by removing him, you are pretty much... Uh, this is how I feel at the moment. I don't know if it's been emotional or whatever, but you are pretty much saying, yeah, we've not, we're not really planning on staying up next season. Mm. Um, but I don't really care about that at all. I've sort of accepted that we're probably going to go back down. And I think you're the same. I think a lot of other fans are the same as well. They're all about keeping the club, club afloat and stuff. I'm more gutted that I'll never see him again if, 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 if it does happen. That's the only thing I'm bothered about. I want to see him for as many seasons as I can. And I understand the financial side of it. Get what you can for him and stuff. I mean, the the figures being branded around are pathetic, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, but it's not about that. I'd rather I'd rather not take the money and and just see that man for another season because that's what football's about. Seeing players like that play for your club, I'm not in the sort of throwing it and that's it. I'm not going ever again. Don't really know that we've handled it badly, but I don't know what more we can really do right now as a club, to be honest. Um, other than obviously refuse the bid, and then you've got the, you know, the idea that there might there might be an unhappy player there. I don't think it's the sort to not try or anything, but mm. can you deny someone the dream move, which is what it, what it is? I, I don't know the people. I really, really don't know because I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but he were always going to leave because he, he's he's going to the very top. I think we all agree with that. I think every Sheffield United fan agrees with that. He's 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 going well, he's going to Champions League club now by the looks of it. I think he'll go even higher than that. Um, but yeah, it's it's sickening. So I think we all thought we'd get him for at least another season, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and yeah, really well said there. I mean, for me, it's just. You know, this is not it's not my money that we're talking about here when we're talking like you know let's get what we can for him now before leaving yeah. for nothing I, I I just want to see him play for us for another season that's, like, it. that's the thing I mean yeah I'm obviously looking forward to seeing United going up against the, the supposed best players in the world etc which we'll mm. we'll come on to in the, the next part of this podcast um but yeah for, part of it is I just want to see enjoy like he's given me so much enjoyment over last season. You know, so many standout moments. I absolutely love to see him going against Premier League defences week after yeah. week for United next season. Um, but it's it's not looking good. I mean, the only thing is like whether this is being used. Um, I mean, I don't doubt that Marseille have been in touch with his representative, mm. like the way it's been reported. But you know, is this part of a negotiation contract, uh, negotiation tactic of like getting as much money as possible out of United from his agent, like? There could be a bit of that, but I don't know. We're, we're not going to be in a position to give him a massive amount of money, unfortunately. Um, yeah, as you said, it's. It, it, I don't see a situation where he doesn't leave at the end of this season. I just no. really hoped uh, he wouldn't want to turn his back on the Premier League, I suppose. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. That's 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 how it looks, uh, which is yeah. really, really bumming me out to be honest from a you know yeah I, well, I, I get it i mean i'm not gonna I, i'm not gonna really i don't know I, we'll see what we end up with there's a lot of talk about we're not even gonna invest the money that we get whatever we get from him, we're not gonna get a good uh, you know player to replace him no nope. i suppose that if you're looking at the the positive side you could say well i don't let's say we do get 20 million or something like that you might be able to bring a couple of me might be able to get maybe get tommy doyle maybe Louis o'brien in midfield something like that it's not going to be as good as Zendai, but you know, going forward, you might be building a better squad overall. But I am—that is very much the uh, 
the optimist way of looking at it. So such a painful perspective. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you could have him Jai, or here's a decent championship midfielder that you had on loan last season. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, you're right. We're not going to we're not going to get much money for him. It's not like. well, yeah, because we just don't have the contract control over him. I mean, we, and, and then it comes down to like, well, do you take twenty million, as you say, right now, which which might be the upper amount that we get for him with one year I left on his deal? Be. People are saying no, we're not selling until we get thirty, forty, fifty million. I don't think that's realistic. I think people are saying uh, Jokeres uh, is one, obviously, um, mm. who, who went for twenty five. I think that's probably the, the, what we can expect for him. And I think the difference with that is there were a bit of a bidding war going on for him, yeah. um, and he ended up going to the the, the highest bidder. So, and, and as far as I know, Endai's not bothered about the people interested in him, other than Marseille. Uh, so Everton's obviously interested. He's like, I'd be amazed if he goes there. So once the Forest were interested again, ridiculous move for just, him. That's just trying to wind us up, surely. Well, I just yeah. And that's the problem. I think if there was, if he said, "Look, I don't want to play for you anymore. You know, I want to go." Mm. In a bizarre way, that might be better for us because to yeah, be it's true, yeah. lots of clubs sort of bidding uh, for him. But I think the fact is that it's the the one club that you know he he wants to go to, um, and he and he's been open about going to. That's yeah. that's the issue. I think my hope is that. We reject it, you know, they offers a, a paltry amount, they reject it. And if he wants to sign a pre-contract with them and go next season, I think that probably would be the best case scenario, even though we'd lose money. Mm. I think, you know, I, I don't know. But then again, do you, if you get 20 million from him, is that the best case scenario overall? I don't think it is, but other people say it is. Yeah, the club might decide it is. Um, mm. I and would... I get it, for, yeah, financially, yeah. If you're a businessman or whatever, yeah, it'd be ridiculous to say, well, we can get... Even ten million for him now, or nothing at the end of the season. But there is that still. I mean, there is that slight chance that he's going to be good enough. He's going to be the the one that can keep you up for another season and get you another ninety million or whatever it is. Yep, yep, absolutely. That's that's why I would. I mean, again, it's not my money. I'm not bankrolling Sheffield United. If somebody says, mm-hmm. "Yeah, here's twenty million, maybe uh, the owner and everyone else knows, like, actually, we do need that twenty million just to tide us over, like, even with the Premier League money coming in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe that's the case, but I would rather roll the dice and accept losing him for nothing on the chance that you might somehow stay in the Premier League and get another yeah. year's worth of uh, TV money and parachute payments. But That's exactly where I'm at. That's exactly where I'm at. I think that it's easy for us to say that, but that's where I'm at. Um, I'd rather just, you know, get let him go for nothing. I mean, obviously, Sander Berger's in the same position. I think it's a slightly different scenario where no one seems to be that interested in Berger. Mm. Certainly not the money that we're going to be willing to accept. Um, but, you know, I, whatever happens, I mean, I, I'd like it to happen as quick as possible so we can get some idea of, like, how we're going to spend whatever money we get or how we're going to go move forward with it. But, yeah, I think it's... Uh, I don't know. It's a it's a really 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 depressing start to the season that ain't even started yet. So yeah, no, it is. I um I don't think it will happen quickly. Whatever happens, um, and, mm. and we should. Say, I'm with you with that. Yeah, we should say the club have been good about digging their heels in over prices yeah. and negotiations in the last two years. Like going go back to Ramsdale, for example. And I think obviously... they got a great fee for Ramsdale, considering how you know only one our player of the season by the end, but he, he wasn't sort of seen as the keeper that he is now by any stretch of the imagination. I think everyone thought Arsenal had overpaid. Mm. And yeah, we've been good at it. We have been good at it at getting prices and you just hope that we're not in that much of a desperate position that we just say, oh, finally someone's coming for him. Let's just get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. We obviously um, turned down bids for 
burger and, and jai in January as well. So mm-hmm. it could happen. We should say Nathan Hemingham, 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 Hemingway today has said that uh, you know there's been no bid received. He's basically as as you were. So. Yeah. Maybe maybe the bitter is a, a little bit early, but yeah, it's uh, it's. I think it's looking more likely it goes than not, but it's not game over just yet. No, no, definitely not. And, and it, yeah, it it may well be that there's just yes, there's very firm interest from Marseille. He would like to go there, but the club are like, no, we we want to keep you for a year, and we'll accept losing you for uh, for now at the end of it. Um, and I don't think he's the sort to do a lunchroom. We never, we don't know, but uh, yeah, hopefully. We don't know, and the thing is as well, this is where I have a little bit of sympathy for the club in the sense, I mean, they've got to let it get to this situation, but I have sympathy with him in the sense that if he does down tools and we don't accept the bid, everyone's going to be saying, we should have just accepted the money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one, the way it's got to this situation with his contract, because we, you know, rewind 12 months he couldn't play more than 60, 70 minutes. Mm. Like, he was out of gas after an hour in every single yeah. game. Like, and he, he had a, you know, he, he, you could tell he was a good player at the end of that mm. season that ended with the playoff defeat to Forest. Yeah. But he, he wasn't anywhere close to the levels he is now, like fitness and ability. You know, he, he was left out of the team for a few months. So it's not, I don't know, it would have been weird to give him a new contract last summer that would have been... Any kind of yeah, deter- forty any- grand a week or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Any it's kind tough. of deterrent, yeah. uh, or, or would have proved any kind of deterrent for the situation we're in now. Yeah. So I think it is just, um, yeah, it's it's just the circumstances of his development, I suppose. Um, I think what's what's the- what's frustrating or upsetting people, and I'm not I'm not as into this as other people. I, the, the fact that everyone's out of contract next season, literally everyone other than Brewster and Anel, I think it is. Or is it? No, it's just Anel, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, it might be Brewster as well. Anyway, um, I know I understand that is bad management to get to that stage, but I don't think he's, everyone seems to think that they're all going to go. Yeah. We've got options on a lot of them. And we've seen this season, I think seven players have re signed after the contract ran out. And I know money's not going to be as, uh, we're not going to have as much money next season if we go down, that is. But. I'm not that. I, I, people seem to think we're going to have no team next season, uh, and everyone's just going to walk out. And I don't see it like that. Um, I'd like, really, I would like to get Jebison and Asula and those sort of people tied down before anyone else. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on the the wider contract thing. That's yeah. That doesn't concern me as much. I mean, it's not ideal, but yeah, like you, I expect that. You know, if there's players, those players that we want to keep, we will obviously go out of our way to try and keep them and yeah. give them new contracts. Whereas, it, you know, depending on what division we're in, if we are back in the championship, it at least gives us a, um, it gives us an opportunity to move on from some of those players. You know, what, we, mm. what we're not going to do as it stands is end up in the situation we did with our last relegation where we were paying like Ender Stevens and John Fleck as though they were, you know, some of the best players in the championship when clearly they were not like that. And, yeah. you know, we've said yeah, it loads yeah. of times on here. We, we don't begrudge those players the contracts that they got. They were given them no, as a no. reward for very high performance, but then their performance has dropped off. And we're, we're not we're not currently on the hook um, for players, you know, post-relegation as, um, as we were that time. So I can see an upside to it as well, to be honest, if those players out of contract, but obviously in Jai out of contract, there is no upside. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. crap, he's going to leave. He's going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He might, he might still be here. I'm not, I'm not 
as you said, writing the obituary on this just yet, but it it certainly seems more likely that he leaves now than um, I thought it was going to be. I just I just kind of accepted he was going at the end of this season, um, mm. but now it does seem a realistic possibility that he might be gone before uh, before we kick off in a month, which is. As I say, a total bummer. I'm going to cry. Well, as I said to you privately, Brewster's coming back, so I don't know what everyone's worried about, to be completely honest. But now, I'm not, I'm not, sorry, that's, that's a bit harsh on Brewster, that. But, yeah, I mean, realistically, we're going we're gonna to need someone to do something that they've not... We're going to need a Lundstrom-style season from one of these players who have not shown anything before if we've got any chance next season, I think. Uh, and what I mean by that is, obviously, no, we were all furious Lundstrom started that season, weren't we? I think he played like four games a season before. And in the first half of the season, he were absolutely fantastic, and we're going to need something from someone who's not shown us anything before, really, to, and maybe he's the one. Yeah, indeed. I'm going to cry salt tears when uh, <laughs> Njai's not included against Chesterfield on Saturday. Oh, I forgot it's this Saturday. It is, it is. Um, I don't really like starting the next season in a higher league worse than you were (laughs) the the season before. very Norwich. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and uh, that that went great for them, didn't it? Cashing in Wendia and... A, I think there's. I mean, I've seen a lot of uh, neutral fans saying, "What are they doing, selling the best player as soon as they go up?" But as we know, it's not quite as simple as that. Um, it's not. And we've we've not undersold players in the past. I think this is just a really crap situation all around. We could have handled it. We definitely could have handled it better. But it's just, it's just, it's just the way it's worked out. It's not. It's not like we've gone up and said, "Right, who can we sell?" Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let's see. Um, but hopefully. Hopefully we get another season out of him as we kind of all hoped. I mean, that was always the best case scenario, I think. I mean, mm. you, old Hemingham Hemingway has said that we've offered him a new contract in Jai, but I mean, I do, we, we're just not going to have the clout at all. I no. don't think. I mean, the, no, no, my no, no, no. like fantasy world is we basically offer him a, a bit like Watford did with João Pedro last year, where he, he got a new contract in like September, I think, or August. And then obviously he's been sold mm. to Brighton. 12 months, like less than 12 months. Yeah. My yeah. my fantasy best case scenario is that happens within Jai, where it's like, look, we're going to make you the highest paid player at the club. Obviously, that's not as much as you're going to earn from Marseille. But here is a fat new contract and here's a, you know, a release clause that that's says, a, that is that the says best you can case. go for like 15, 20 million to a Champions League. And I'm sure we've offered him that. Yeah. I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure he probably, from Randai's point of view... You know, I sold. I think it's a bad. Move. I know he supports Marseille and stuff, but I think he's still best off running his contract down for me. I know he's going to get a bad wage for a year, but he's going to. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's going to really, you know, set him back. He's not going to lose his house or anything. Yeah. Uh, so I think he can just like sort of get by for a year, I'm sure, and then uh, take any pretty much any club he probably he, he probably wants. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my best case. It's just it, it, even even for me, it's hard to make a case for why and Jai would sign that contract beyond you get a pay rise in the short term and you get to kind of I don't know see out this time with Sheffield United, which he clearly you know has some affection for, has affection for the players mm-hmm. and the the fans yep. and the and the manager. Maybe maybe there's something in that. It'd be a little bit old school, you know for. For that to take precedence over, yeah, uh, yeah. was you know he's twenty three already. I think like just just bank a shed load of money from Marseille or another another team like that in the next twelve months. But yeah, uh, we'll see, mate. We'll see. That's enough agile uh, speculation for now. So we it's talk about some concrete contract news. Well, yes, everyone's moaning, but we've got Ben Osborne on flight staying. So <laughs> come on, I'm Jack Cheer Robinson, up, everybody. Mate. <laughs> I forgot Jack Robinson. 
<laughs> Robinson's a good signing. Two years as well. He's, he's going to be a next season. We've finally got somebody in next season. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So Osborne and Fleck, uh, we obviously knew they'd been offered new new deals, but they were sort of uh, still still waiting to sign them, which suggests that we drove a relatively hard bargain, I think, certainly on um, the duration of those contracts. It's just yeah. a one-year deal for both of them. Um, and then, yeah, which is Robinson, right. It is, which yeah. Is right. So I'm all right with this. I, I would have... I would have definitely said toodaloo to Fleck, I think, um, you know, with, with all respect to him. But I, I'm okay with keeping Osborne around. It's, you know, I, I get the thing that he's, is he good enough to play in the Premier League? No, like not not really. Was he good enough no. to be in our best team last season in the Championship? No, not really. But why, you know, if he leaves, we do need a player to fill in at very, you know, you need third choices at play, positions, don't you? And I don't want to spending our paltry budget to sign another backup left back, another backup midfielder. Yeah. And that was my argument for them staying is that yeah. we haven't got any money, as everybody knows. So it's all right saying, yeah, we can you know get a better replacement and stuff like that, but you are going to be spending money on people who are not going to be in the team and not going to be backups. And we, look, the, the players that we seem to be bringing in are all young players from, from abroad. And some of it, it could be the next Madame Sek. Or it could be the next Illumin and Die. We don't know, obviously. So we're taking a risk in that sense anyway. And I think with Osborne, Fleck and, and all that, it's very uninspiring. But at the same time, it, it, it's the players who know, they're here. We know what they're like. We know how they work. You know, they get on with everyone in the group and all that. It's all that boring stuff. But it does mean something. And it, as you say, it means that we've we've got positions, backup positions sorted, rather than spending money on them. Yeah. Assuming they can stay fit. Because both of them oh, have yeah. had injury. I mean, Flex had some really unfortunate issues, obviously. Um, you know, collapsing on the pitch, and then he um, a bizarre bone broken in his back, didn't he? Whereas, I mean, he was born pretty odd. Had his uh, alleged incident whilst on a, um, a stag do, is what the rumour is. And was that ever confirmed that it's like he had a head injury, basically? Did, they, did the club ever confirm that? Not sure. I don't think they ever did, Be because careful. I don't think they <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they wanted to admit what had happened. So. Yeah, okay, so, so here we go. Here's some word, wording uh, from the star. Ben Osborne to a spe- see a specialist after an unspecified, quote, accident, um, mm. which was, yeah, not related to his ongoing hamstring injury issues. So, oh, yeah, that's, you know, this, if these guys are going to be backups, we actually do need them to be available as backups. Um I don't think Osborne's been, Osborne's been too bad for injuries other than last season where he, he did pick up a few, I think, anyway. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Joe Robinson, two-year deal. I, I'm, I'm higher on this than I think. I'm higher on Jack Robinson than a lot of people are, or at least maybe some people are, perhaps. Um, which is not a position I expected to be in. Um, <laughs> well, certainly eighteen months ago, Jack Robinson is a, a perfectly fine left centre back at Championship level, and I think he can be all right in the Premier League. You know, we're playing in a. This is where people are going to be like, "What are you on about?" Like tearing the earphones out. I think he can be okay, like as a. I have no issue with him starting for us next season. Am I am I insane? Robinson, I thought, played really well under Eckingbottom at the end of the Premier League season when Eckingbottom had taken charge, obviously. I remember against Burnley, put a fantastic challenge in. and uh, uh, There were a couple, couple of games where I thought it was really, really good. This is, yeah, I'm fine with this guy being here. I mean, I want competition for him and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think that's a, a positive signing, definitely. 
Yeah, if, if we can find somebody to compete with him as a starter, then then great. Or, or not much money, I should stress, again, with the limited budget. Then great, do it. You know, he's 29 now. He'll be 31 when his, um, his, his new deal mm-hmm. ends. But I just think, like, as part of a back three, I think he's he's nailed that position down. I think yeah. he's, a, he's a, you know, above average defender. I think he's the mistakes that he, like, made him a joke figure of, you know, largely disappeared to the extent where they, I think they're kind of overplayed a little bit now. They don't happen as often. He's, you mm. know, he obviously has his limitations to his game, but I like his aggression. I'm not that worried about him being like a red card threat. I think he can tone down the sort of... So what we're saying, actually, the there, stuff. I mean, yeah, so I'm saying, like, what what games would he have been sent off in last season? And the, the games that I think he would have been sent off in last season before were off the ball incidents. The one yeah. where he body slammed the whole player to the ground <laughs> and the other one where I think he pushed someone at Millwall I think that were right uh, when he it were an aggressive push as well and I think he'd have probably been sent off for that um, but I don't think he did anything on the you know like in the actual game so as long as he can keep his head I think yeah. we should be alright <laughs> yeah and I just think he's, you know that, that defence is settled that's, that's a three you can pencil that three in and I think that's I think that's a good unit it's not and you got Baldock as well yeah you know uh, I'm happy with that. The defense is the by far the strongest part of the team. It's certainly the one part that doesn't concern me. Yeah, mm. put it like that. This is such a backhanded compliment. No, <laughs> it's, no. it's the one part that's not a total potential disaster. Mm. Um, yeah, I, and I, I'm <laughs> I'm happy to keep him for two years because if we do go down, as as we said, it's it's pretty likely. Um, I'm fine with him in the championship. I think he's he's a good player in the championship. So. Yeah, uh, that just makes total sense to me to keep him for um, to get him get him secured on that two year deal. I think regardless of what happens this season, it's it surely will be the last season of Osborne and Fleck because they're not start they didn't start for us uh, the season that's just finished. It's really hard to imagine a situation where two years later they're starting for us in the championship. I guess never say never, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine it's one year and toodaloo for both of those, but yeah, yeah good, good with Robinson having an extra year. Yeah. Um, anything else do you want to say about those players? No, like I say, I think, uh, I, I, I understand why they stay in, but I also understand why people are not, <laughs> you know, excited about it and sort of, yeah. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Well, but, no, uh, neither am I to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's just the nature Settle. I've said since we went up, the entire this entire season is about us selling the club, and mm. we don't seem to be any closer to doing that. Unfortunately, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. You, Darren Smith, said something about you know maybe in six weeks. But we keep hearing that, don't we? Yeah, yeah. you know, so six weeks. This is going to happen. Weeks, this is going to happen. It's all about us selling the club, and this is why I can't get too up about next season because I don't. We don't know who the owner's going to be. We don't know who the manager's going to be. We don't know what division we're going to be in. We don't know what these players coming in are going to be like. You know, we, we, it's, it's so up in the air that I think you just have to concern yourself with the up and coming season. Yeah, God, that's that. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. It's but it's, it's slightly disheartening that <clears throat> you know we're, we're playing in the top flight and mm. all we're all that matters is who owns the club. Like you know, because yeah, you agree. I agree. I agree. People so like I'm, I'm not turning up to like you know support. Prince Abdullah or whoever our next next owner yeah. is. That's not that's not why I go to Bramall Lane. But no, I agree. but you're right. You're right. That is big picture. That is the thing that really matters in the next twelve months or so. Um, yeah, I just don't totally because even like if it. we do the the miracle and stay up next season, 
whatever this owner's here, we're not going to be able to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The situation just, is just, the situation doesn't change, does it? it just yeah, it just kicks the can. I mean, hopefully, it makes us more attractive for a sale, but yeah, yeah it just it. kicks the can down the road. Um, yeah, pr- pretty. Uh, yeah, pretty sad, really, if that's the case. But well, take them all as one-off games. That's how I'm going to go into it. Just take mm-hmm. them all as like one-off game Because it's not going to be like last time where we were playing in empty stadiums. It's not going to, not going to be anything like that. And we're going to have a, a, a good crack, aren't we? Like, I and, so. uh, Yeah, and I think uh, it, it, will, it will be different. And it will be, like I say, I'm going to try and take every game as a cup final. And that's a real cliche. But that's I think that's the only way you can really, really do it. Um and you know, try and upset the odds. If you if you manage to up the, upset the odds, fifteen times out of thirty-eight, whether that's draws or wins, you're probably going to stay up. And yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot to ask for, but it's not impossible. It's not impossible. I mean, you, this is probably a good point to segue to something else we're going to talk about. I just wanted to do a a bit of a vibe check, really, with you on, on your levels of Premier League enthusiasm and your kind of early expectations for next mm. season, because. I still feel a bit desensitised on the Premier League after the last season that we saw. And Mm. it should feel different this time because it's not empty stadiums. Mm. And I emphasise that it should feel different, if not be different, because uh, what did we get? We got 23 points last time, I think it was. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah, won seven games, didn't we? Yeah, sounds right, a couple of draws. Um, I imagine that's where a lot of these kind of point spread... uh, Websites will 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 peg us like in preseason. You know, they'd be like, mm. I can't imagine anyone would have us have us like over twenty seven, twenty eight points or anything like that. No. But the fact we're going to be in the grounds and it's not going to be just this weird, joyless, emotionless mm. experience like that. Sh- I should take encouragement from that. I think on a on a sort of personal enjoyment level, but you're like, where, where are you? Where are you at with Premier League enthusiasm? Uh, not, I, I'm not. I, I'd rather be in the Championship, and I've always said, and I, I <laughs> well, wouldn't. Just, just wait around and. But I know, <laughs> yeah, know. I'm not going to be waiting too long, am I? No, but I don't, I, don't, I don't. You want your team to play at the highest level. You want to. You want to be. You know, spending money on players and seeing the best players play for your club, and the idea, you know, maybe getting someone like Illumin and Dyke to stay because you're an ambitious club. I want all that, but in terms of the, you talk about the Premier League as a whole, I really don't like it. I think it's the most boring league out of the, the, the pyramid. I think we know what's going to happen. You go into 14 games a season or something like that, where you've realistically got no chance of getting anything. Mm. Uh, and I don't like it, and I hate VAR, and I hate everything about it. And the, and what happened last time is really, yeah, really you know, made you realise just how brutal it can be. And it's probably improved since then, to be honest. Maybe, well, I don't know, maybe. But, I, yeah, I, I don't like the league. If we were kicking off in the Championship on a couple of weeks or whatever it is, month time, I'd be much more much more excited. But I'm going to try and enjoy it for what it is. I'm going to try and enjoy it for, you know, we are going to be more so, I think, than when we first went up under Wilder, the underdogs. Mm. Because at least we had a bit of momentum then and we weren't really sure how these players were going to react at that level. I, I think I just hope that we can get behind them because they do deserve it because they did get us up and they're not realistically good enough probably to play in the yeah. top flight. But you know they'll do they will give it a go this bunch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think like when I think about this as when I think about it as a season as a whole, I'm quite unenthusiastic about it. Like you know, mm-hmm. the, you've got a season in the Premier League. Like you know, that's I don't know. It doesn't. Um, 
it doesn't really float my boat anymore. I'm still, like I said, still a bit scarred from last time. I think all the things you said there about, um, you know, there's, there are a lot of negatives to being in the Premier League, like the fan experience of being in the Premier League. You know, I know I'm going to get wound up by people on the internet, like constantly. I'm already seeing it. On yeah, the TV, wow. on the radio. I'm going to be so wound up by it over the season. Um, however, so you've got, you've got that. Like, that, I'm, I'm not too into that, like being in the Premier League for a season. But, 19 match days at Bramall Lane. Hopefully, I'll be able to get to a you know a handful of away games as well. Those sort of discrete one-off experiences, and I think this is where it comes back to what you said about 38 cup finals. Those like 38 discrete experiences, I'm going to be so up for. Like, I just yeah, I, I'm just going to want to win every game, obviously. But you know, just on its own yeah. merits, like if we're playing today, right? We have got Palace, right? Let's be, let's get that win today. It's going to be incredible atmosphere. Imagine if we win, that's going to be such a great feeling. Well, do you imagine? I mean, realistically, that that awful. And look, I, I do, I still think, even if Endai goes, and even if Bird goes, I think I still think we've got a better team than the one that went down last time. Yeah, I, I just can't see how that gets worse. You know, I, I think Anel's come in, he's better. I think we will buy a couple of, you know, loan players who will who will improve us probably towards the end. I, I think we're a better team, you know. I, I think we're a better team than the one that went down. We haven't got Oli Burke <laughs> <laughs> uh, playing for us. Um, I, but can you imagine, even if the season is as bad as that one, that 1-0 win against Newcastle at home at Bramall Lane, if we were all there, it, you know, it's a bit like the, the you saw the scenes in, uh, I think it was 1990, where we beat Forest 3-2. Uh, under Bassey with the first win in 16 or whatever and the fans invaded the pitch I think it would have been a bit like that <laughs> yeah I, I think you're right yeah I, I I definitely would have some good memories from that season had we been in in mm. stadiums I'm sure mm. we would um, yeah so I don't know I, I'm kind of like out on the experience of being in the Premier League I mean obviously it's great that we are in terms of uh, money and hopefully a sale of the club as well but yeah, yeah the people are saying what's the point of going up you were one of them earlier well can you imagine how bad it would be if we hadn't gone up yeah, that's I mean, it, isn't it? as much as I love the championship I think I dread to think what kind of team we would be putting out this season mm-hmm. hopefully another year for Jebison and Asula whether they're with us or go out on loan or whatever another year for these two lads who are coming in the young you know guys from Scandinavia both 22 I think they are um, you know another year for Kula Bali maybe who knows you know maybe he can do something mm. hopefully that extra year gives if we do go back down is gives us a bit of a platform to come back up yeah that that is all, <laughs> that is the bottom line in it like if if you think you know we've got things to moan about right now imagine mm. if we'd not got promoted like oh my lord i mean i i, I think we'd have been playing i mean it might have been a laugh it might have been it might have been like this season <laughs> but in the division below but uh it would have been yeah. messy like as in right right have. now the situation would be far messier than the sort of stuff we're just talking about here but there you go yeah. um i think just one uh, this is a bit cards on the table i feel sort of arrogantly ignorant about the Premier League compared mm. to last time, like the last time we got promoted. Like when we got promoted in 2019, I felt like I had like quite an in-depth knowledge of the Premier League, you know, all the uh, the squads, the managers, um, whereas now I feel very much like the unwanted guests at the party and mm. everyone's kind of just waiting for us to leave again next summer. I, I um, know much more about the Championship than the Premier League by, by far. I mean, obviously we were in that league, so that helps, but... I could tell you, I'm more interested in it. And like I say, that's just me. People disagree, but mm. I, I've never, I've never really been a fan of the Premier League. I don't know if that's just because we're never in it, hardly, but I've really not sort of, I can't get excited about where's Declan Rice going to go? Is he going to yeah. be Arsenal? Where, what's going to happen? 
the hair and stuff like that. I just, I don't know. It's just not, it's just not for me. Yeah, and I used to be really. I mean, this is just me being a nerd, but I used to be like, you know, how is, <laughs> uh, you know, how is Arsenal's midfield gonna, you know, shape up tactically, or you know, which is. How are Brentford, you know, continuing to beat the odds and all this? And I'm like, I don't care about those other teams. Now I've become very, the only very thing insular with United. Just like, oh, I don't care what Brighton are doing anymore. Like, we're just, yeah. just bothered about I've United always felt the relegation battle was the most exciting thing in the Premier League because there's always one team down there you're not really, you know, you think it's not going to go. And like, obviously, last year you were at Leicester. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this is a really depressing podcast, isn't it? To kick off, I just we saw the friendly start, but I can't lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. Realism, right? I mean, just, yeah. there's not really too much to, to to fluff up here. We, you know, we don't have a kit. Yeah. We don't have any new players. Our best players potentially leaving. Just lost I'm... out on uh, what Connor Cody for eight million. Uh, <laughs> lost out on uh, who were the other guys we were linked with? Uh, Manning, who's gone to Southampton. Has he gone to Southampton? That's that's yeah. He's gone to Southampton. Yeah, I was hoping we actually would sign him. But um, I mean, just on that point, um, so this is a a note of encouragement. I mean, yes, we haven't signed anyone, but the the rumored ones do fall into the uh, I've never heard of them category, which I'm I'm quite Mm. encouraged about. Like, it encourages me that how we are trying to use our budget, i.e., we're not just um, blowing eight million on Connor Cody, but we're we're signing. Mm Uh, relatively cheap, relatively unknown to me players. That, that mm. suggests we're trying to make our budget go a bit further. I, I can't believe that Connor Cody rumor. I was like, what on earth are we doing? Like, I don't know if the people who started that rumor thought that um, he was out of contract and it was going to be a free transfer. Why on earth would we pay money for Connor Cody? Like, I think we went over this last time, but yeah, Eight I don't know. Million as well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm slightly encouraged by that that we are looking to bring in players that I've not heard of. Like, My only fear with that is I've got real fear of, as I said, Sek, Fate, <laughs> um, <laughs> Lewis and God rest his soul, you know, but these players who came in and never, you know, and they just didn't put an accurate base in the, in the English league. Carne, so, another one. Yeah, well, that's true. Ahmed Fati slander here, by the way. Well, yeah, like 100 caps for Egypt, didn't he? And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like never worked a three-time out, Africa Cup yeah. of Nations winner. What a player. But yeah, the yeah. rest of them, not so good. I always um, remember him being really good on that football manager where um, Robson had taken over. and uh, But he'd already been sold and I've always wanted him back because he was fantastic. <laughs> he couldn't get him back when you played at United. But... <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll see on... Um, I don't know. So we, we the friendly start this weekend, we've got uh, Chesterfield on Saturday and then I think they go to Portugal, right, for like a yeah, yeah. You know, warm weather training. Although it's quite warm here anyway, so mm. don't really know why we need to go to... Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, and then they come back and play like Rotherham and stuff like that, I think, which I'm, I'm hoping to get to. Yeah, Rotherham on the 25th. Um, yeah, I've got tickets for that, actually. Yeah, I'm oh, have you? Yeah. I still need to get yeah. mine. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so it would be... I, I must confess, I've not bought my Chesterfield tickets yet. Um, a, a part of me is like... <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not hugely motivated to go to that at the moment because... If Ajay's not going to be here and we haven't signed any new players, then it's like... What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Ben Osborne play or something. I mean, I think I might yeah. give, it, give it a few weeks so the, the players are a bit more up to speed at least. Um, but yeah, who knows? We might have a couple of signings confirmed by then. It's three days away. So yeah, that that would pique my interest to go to that. I think the problem with these the signings is I think by the sounds of it, the, the deals have done, at least with two of them, but it's going to take a longer time because of where the 
whether from and all the EU stuff and all that, you know, is, is all going to come into play. So um, I suppose the good thing is it does look like everything's sorted um, with, with them. But we need to we do need to get them in and, and get them up and running. I've got well, I need to get some views on them. I've got I've got enough views for a uh, Sulmani, I think it's pronounced. I'll, I'll get that one, but yeah, uh, Slimani, isn't it? Slimani, Slimani. Yeah, piece of um, that one. Not 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 the greatest view so far, but you know, we'll see see what else has been said. Uh, and Triore, I'm quite struggling with. But he seems to be really well liked to hack him. They're in the Champions League playing tonight, in fact. Uh, oh, nice. TNS, some more whatever it is from team, Wales. Team Network Solutions. Is that are they still that's, I think it, I don't know. I think that's what they're playing tonight. I'm sure they're playing a Welsh team tonight. Yeah, it might be them. Yeah. Let me just check. Have they changed their name? Are they the new Saints now? That's it. Oh, is that it? It's right. Were they ever called Team Network Solutions? Is that a stupid joke that I missed out on? No, I'm not sure. I don't, I, I don't know. But anyway, they're playing them. <laughs> I'm we'll see. Edit this other podcast. I wanted to make like the stupidest joke ever. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see if Traore's in the team. I by the sounds of it, he's in Sheffield, so I doubt it. But. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I am listening to you, but I'm also reading Google. Uh, they were called Towel Network Solutions. Uh, yeah. Uh, in in 1997, apparently. So thank God for that. I'm not talking Towel crap. <laughs> um, what was it? Dancing about? on the streets of Total Network Solutions. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I knew, I knew it had its roots in something. Um, <laughs> I just want to finish this episode. Just uh, some some exciting news with the club with Sheffield United women going full time. Yeah. I think this is a. Yeah, really, um, just a really positive step. And it's, I think it's going to be really uh, interesting, exciting summer for them. So they obviously um, hired their first full-time manager uh, towards the end of last season after Neil Redfern left, uh, and Jonathan Morgan, who'd been at um, Leicester City. And then this move is, I just think, really positive for football in the region. And, um, yeah, I, I've... I've I've watched a lot of women's football in the last 12 months as the women's Euros. That was a real, um, uh, I don't know, just lighting the touch paper, I guess, of my, my interest mm. in that. I watched tons of WSL. I think the uh, BBC and Sky have done a great job of of covering that and having those games mm. kind of fit around the men's football schedule that as well. Worked, yeah, that has worked really well, I think, that. Yeah. So I've had, um, you know, I've had days where I've watched like three straight football games, basically. Um mm. And the league, I, th- I think because the WSL is quite, um, I think there's only 12 teams in it. So pretty much every week you get like heavy hitter taking on heavy hitter. You get like Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, Arsenal, like every every week essentially. So you get some really big games and obviously a lot of, a lot of names that I know um, from, from the Euros and just mm. sort of following the, um, following the game more closely now. So yeah, for United women to go full time, and it, it sounds like it's a transition, it's not... It's not immediately they've gone full time. Like all the players are suddenly full time. I'm about to say because they've lost some players, aren't they? Some big players um, this summer already. Yeah, which in itself is interesting. Actually, I'll get onto that in a second. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a gradual transition to full time, but just a really um, a really exciting move to see that. I mean, my um, my wife's obviously a Reading fan, and they've had the uh, the double relegation of the men's team and the women's team. Women's team mm-hmm. were in the WSL. Uh, they're now back in the Championship, and they've they've kind of uh, disbanded their full-time status and gone back to um, uh, semi-pro. So it's yeah, yeah it, it obviously it, it does show that there is a bit of a financial commitment from United to do this. And yeah, I'm excited to see where they go because, as you say, some of their better players have have uh, left the club this summer. They've been out of contract. So yeah, uh, yeah Courtney Sweetman Kirk, who people were seeing on on Sky um, uh, as a, as a pundit for a lot of our games last season, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, she's left. I, 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 don't, I haven't seen this anywhere, but I, I wonder if she's going to become a full-time television pundit and that is a uh, better-paying career, if you like, a more stable career than being a... Yeah, she's, she's good as well. She obviously appeared mm. on um, Sheffield United uh, YouTube, what's it, S-U-F-T, yeah, S-U-T-V as well, and I like her on that as well. Yeah, so um, I wonder if she's she's going to do that full time, and if that's a more sort of lucrative position, if you like. Um, Mia Enderby is, uh, I think she's still seventeen actually, but she's like England Youth International. Um, it sounds like she's off to WSL. So, and she was like the top scorer last season. So this is it's almost a blank slate for United Women this summer. I think they they are going to have to bring in a lot of new names. And I wonder if, you know, with this transition to full time, this is kind of the strategy is like, okay, these players are going, it's a it's a clean slate. We can now invest in um yeah, players who who were available from other clubs, I suppose, on on new contracts. So I don't know, I'm not expecting them to well, I've no idea what to expect from them this season. It's just uh yeah, it's not quite the situation of their best players have left, therefore it's gonna be a massive struggle. I think this is a bit of a clearing of the decks and um yeah. yeah i imagine they're going to be really active in bringing in new players over the summer and uh could when's be an exciting off? season sorry when's it kick off yeah uh, i'm not sure but it's usually a few months after the um, yeah months after, uh, the, yeah. after the, the men's i'm gonna try and get down to one this i didn't, I didn't manage last season I, I just mate it's on a sunday and it stuff going on but i'm gonna try and get down to one one or two this season yeah I'm, i might uh I'm, I'm thinking about season ticket this year because um Last year, just with the age that my daughter was, it was a little awkward with um, Sunday kickoffs, like because she. Yeah. Sorry, this yeah. is this is so boring. Nobody needs to know. This. She, <laughs> she, she was still on a nap schedule, basically, so it kind of yeah. asked asked that up a little bit, and she would be falling asleep at that time of day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I might have to look into it this year because she is still very into her football, and yeah, she's a bit older as well. So uh, I would hope she can sit through you know a game of football. I thought about taking her to Coventry on Saturday, actually, but uh, not Coventry Chesterfield, but. Yeah, I think that might be a disaster. <laughs> As a three-year-old, I'm not sure she wanted to sit still for for ninety minutes. Um, yeah, there'd be a lot of people. Where, where's Endai as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lots of angry men around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, women. On in my experience, the uh, the women's game is a much more welcoming family atmosphere, and also um, with it being at Bramall Lane, you can sort of get up and walk around a little bit because there's obviously mm. not 30,000 people packed into every seat so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to mention it. I think it's a really, you know, it's been a, we've, we've obviously talked about um, quite a lot of fairly depressing off the field stuff with United and this podcast, and this, this, re- this cheered me right up, mate. I think this is some really nice news. It's a good commitment by the club. Yeah. I get I get that some people will be like, you know, we've got no money. What are we doing? Investing in something that doesn't, um, you know, doesn't turn a profit or doesn't doesn't feed the men's first team. But this is a pittance. This is like we're talking, you know, the amount of money that these players are going to be on, uh, even the full time ones. We're talking like half a season of John Fleck, probably John Fleck's new contract. I think there's commercial benefits to doing it. Apart from anything else, it makes me happy. It makes me like. Yeah. You know, this is something that I want to take my daughter to. I'm sure lots of other people yeah. will be like, "Yeah, this is a a great thing for uh, just women's sport in the region." I suppose so. Yeah, well done, it's, United. It's a this... thing as well, and and you know, it might it, it's like it's a bit like the Euros thing where people will say, well, who, "Who cares?" You know, when we got the uh, the Euros, well, that one a huge for us, and it's yeah. obviously growing, and it's nice to be Wednesday, for instance. Well, not just slagging Wednesday off, because but they're the nearest team to us. I haven't got a women's team at all. 
No, we. I mean, I think Barnsley recently founded a team, but as in recently, as in like the last six months. But we were basically the only team in in this region uh, with a with a women's game and uh, a women's team. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, now we're we're pouring a bit more financial resource into it. And I mean, it it doesn't matter. It, you know, if only fifteen hundred people are going to these games, well, that's fifteen hundred people who've can enjoy themselves you know there's, there's... i think it's fair to say it's probably a different demographic people who go to the men's and the women's to be honest i think mm. not everybody but i do think there, there are dim, different demographics to that and it should you know better quality football should mean which you should have obviously if you if you go in full time it mm. should mean bigger bigger crowds yeah so uh yeah watch watch this space on united women i'm, I'm really uh yeah i'm, I'm as Curious to see who they're going to bring in as uh, as I'm with the men's team, and yeah, really looking forward to their season. Possibly <laughs> right now, possibly more than the men's team. To Absolutely. be honest, like, yeah. it's only yeah. on a on a bigger picture thing. I think I think that's that's something I've got out of this podcast is uh, distilling that down to: Am I enthusiastic about a season in the Premier League? Not really. Am I enthusiastic enthusiastic about Palace at home in a month? Hell yeah! Can't wait. Yeah. Bring it on. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to stop going in a couple of weeks, pre season drinking, to get back into the swing of the match day drinking. Thing. Are you aware um, that it's and, the uh, Abidore Road Beer Festival as well that day? I did not know that, but that has now turned it into um, an even bigger drinking thing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And ultimately, that's what uh, that's what it's all about, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> it it yeah, might drink- well be this season. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's. Uh, I think a few a few of these uh, a few of these games this season are going to be more about the day out than uh, than the ninety minutes, aren't they? Particularly, um, yeah, away from home at some of the uh, as you said those 12, 12 games or whatever that we've just got no chance in. But yeah, let's see. Well, there we go, mate. Any uh, any other things to throw into the mix or, uh, or no? Or I think that's it. Like I said, we're just waiting now. I think mm. uh, we'll. I, think, I don't know what's going to happen when we die, but I think we'll be linked to at least a couple more players soon. So that'll be. Exciting, but I, I, I hate it. Bring back Wilder because obviously I get the view from and stuff like that. It's just like oh, I don't even know who these teams are. Where do I start? <laughs> you know what I mean? I went to get Google Translate out and all this. So I'm really glad we're not. Bye British. Bye British. Yeah, I know you. I know you've been tongue in cheek, but I'm really glad yeah. we're uh, not doing that this year. Because anyone, any player that I've heard of. Uh, we can't afford. <laughs> like, yeah. Any player yeah. that's good enough that we've heard of, we can't afford. Um, so Look, bring on the unknowns. Bought, I want, I want the, bought, I want the mystery factor this season. Yeah, last time we got Freeman, Osborne, McBurney, Brewster, all these Callum people. Robinson. Callum Robinson, yeah, and Belash and McBurney did deliver last season, but you know they, they didn't really do anything. So why not bring in these unknowns and see what's going down? Yeah, what's the worst that can happen? He's very close to us in League One again. <laughs> <laughs> See what's going down. That is uh, that is mm. one way to put it, indeed. Because uh, yeah, I imagine yeah. many many people will be penciling us in, um, <laughs> including ourselves, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, well, we'll, we'll get... say, like I say, to be honest, at the moment, I, is, we haven't been negative, and I think you, I don't think it is negative. I think it's realistic. I think if anyone comes so. an alternative to why we should be optimistic that we're going to be challenging, you know, to 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 do anything next season, mm. please let us know because I'd love to hear an argument that goes against uh, what everything seems to be pointing to. But it's a long, it's still a month. We don't know what team we're going to be putting out for that first game. Mm. We're probably going to have another six players in by then. I would have thought. Um, yep. And who knows how we're going to look? You know, and I might still be here. We could be lining up with Tommy Doyle in midfield. I don't know. Who knows? 
who knows what's going to happen. Uh, what what percentage chance do you think there is that John Flex starts against Palace? Thirty. Uh, mm, I don't think higher. I, I would say fifty-fifty right now. Like. I was, oh. <laughs> I think there's more chance for Osborne starting. I think Ber- if Berger stays, obviously, you've got Berger, Norwood, Osborne. Where, where's the... blooming Norrington Davies, mate? What is going on with this man? And, and with uh, Brewster as well. Like this, this Hamstring's made of, I don't know, cheese. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I really, really don't know. That, that'd be a massive bonus if he comes back, Norrington Davies. If he can get, if, if he, not going to play against Chesterfield, I wouldn't have thought, but if, you know, he turns up in the pre-season games, that'd be a massive boost. Yeah, it, 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 that would cheer me up significantly. Seeing both mm. of those players involved again. Mm. I mean, I, I don't think they're like going to be huge game changers, but at least they're good players for us. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Particularly Norton Davis, obviously, because that, that locks down a position, and maybe he is the player that starts at left centre back for all I know, and we bring in a uh, a left wing back, um, mm. another left wing back. Um, <laughs> Ender Stevens went to Stoke, didn't he? That was a surprise. Sorry, Ender Stevens went to Stoke. I'm Good really surprised that he got a championship club, to be completely honest. I, I liked to. Uh, I went on their forum, uh, not happy. Um, mm. Just basically, they went. I went on their forum. They'd be in our forum, and our fans were saying he's passed it, basically. And yeah, not happy. A lot of, uh, oh, it's the end of the world. You know. <laughs> That sort of talk, so it's, yeah, very good. It must be weird signing industry. Like, if you're the sort of person, as I guess most most online fans are, that then look at you know look at replies and stuff on mm. Twitter and seek op- uh, seek views of, of other other fans. Um, because like you know, a player leaves and you get there like oh, I weren't that good anyway. Like I'm 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 fine with him leaving. I don't care. Blah 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 blah. But like. And the has been bad yeah. for three years. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard sell as a you know a, a fan of Stoke, I suppose. Like, okay, so this yeah. guy was good four years ago, like, yeah. and he's now in his mid mid thirties, early thirties. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm really surprised he's gone to a championship team, but good for him. I hope he's earning lots of money there, and I hope he I hope he has a good season. Like, no, I, nothing. By the way, just maybe should add on. I know we ramble, we ramble at the end, but um, <laughs> Sha- Billy Sharp uh, did an interview, didn't he, where he said Heckingbottom wanted to keep him, but the board disagreed. I think people have. Not a neutral fan. They couldn't even afford to keep Billy Sharp. I don't think it's anything to do with that. But, uh, yeah, interesting interview. We need something like that anywhere yet. Hang, hang them up, Billy. Hang them boots up and uh, just become a professional fan, basically. Come and, yeah. come and sit next to me on cop next season. That'd be nice, yeah. That yeah. would be good, yeah. All right, mate. We'll, we'll wrap it there. Um, you, you've you've got much to plug from a, a living with Maidley perspective, mm. haven't you? <laughs> careful how you phrase this one, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be very careful. <laughs> Family-friendly show. The last one we did was a particular episode of the comedy Brass Eye. I'm not going to say more than that. Yep. Um, probably the best thing I've watched since we've done it, to be honest. I've got mm. a fantastic piece of television. Um, yeah, we've, since, since I spoke to you, I think we've done Driving School uh, and our favourite interviews as well. Um, yeah, so you check them out at Living We Made One on Twitter. Um, and then I hopefully, hopefully, we'll be getting some views out soon on... Uh, some of our, uh, these unknown targets and you know players that we're going to be signing and stuff. And I've got one already lined up for Sulmana. Um, um, it's not. It's all right. It's not the greatest, but you know who knows? Who knows? And uh, I'm just trying to get some stuff together now on Traore. Nice. I completely missed the driving school episode. By the way, I'm just looking now. It came out while I was on holiday, so I must have been on. Uh, That's on another good one, time. actually. Not not from us, but I, I mean that, the actual show itself is. Absolutely fantastic. Mm, I'm downloading it right this second, mate. I was uh, 
I don't know. I was not in the headspace for looking at my phone or anything um, while I was while I was away, so I must have missed that one. So I'll look mm-hmm. forward to that. Um, yeah, yeah. That is living with Maidley for yourself, obviously. Uh, Roy's view from dot com for when you know I eventually signed somebody, and uh, yeah, on we go. You can follow you at uh, Panchero on Twitter and me at Bladespod. I mean, Twitter's melting down as well, isn't it? So. Oh yeah, we, everyone's going into threads, aren't they? Uh, Are you on threads? I'm not. I'm not I'm, on threads. I, I I'm not know. on threads. No. To be honest, Twitter's the only. I am on Facebook, but I never use it. I just post a view from on there uh, into United groups. I never actually go on there. So uh, Twitter's the only place I'm actually on social media wise. Yeah. Not, not including forums, obviously. I'm obviously a member of about four thousand of them around the net. But <laughs> yeah, I just. I mean, for start is like, did we all forget that Facebook is bad? <laughs> this is a Facebook owned platform. I mean, I already regularly use two facebook owned platforms in uh in whatsapp and instagram but mm. i don't need i don't know i, I just thought if, if i mean i don't think twitter will shut down um obviously but uh no. if it happened then i think actually that would probably would be a net benefit for for myself that it just gets taken away i suppose but, <laughs> <laughs> it'd just be like better for my mental health i think if that yeah. doesn't exist but yeah not very helpful for self-promotion i suppose but you're not going to find me on threads unfortunately this is a I know this is a bit off into the weeds. I'll, <laughs> I'll just stick with um, I'll just stick with Instagram and thousands of pictures of greyhounds every day. That's all. That's all I need from my social media, that's what, especially now we're United as well. Just like mm. stick to the ground. <laughs> exactly that. Right, mate. We'll finish there. Thanks so much for your time. I'll uh, I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks a lot, mate. See you later.